Hi everyone, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the following podcast belong solely to the host and its contributors. They are not necessarily the views of our employers, organizations, committees, or other group or individual. I'm David Campbell. And I'm Joseph Whitney. This is Brewing with BIM. Where we talk about construction processes, technology, BIM, and beer. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of with BIM. Uh, I'm Joe Whitney, as always. Uh, here with me is Dave Campbell. What's up, Dave? Not much, Joe. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well. Uh, as everybody can see our backgrounds here, we are wrapping up the week of AU, and it's been a fun week. Obviously, we're remote. Everybody's remote this year, so a uh, few key takeaways. Um, didn't get to see the cool bus in person and the... Uh. The Hyperloop and uh, the, the Boston Robotics dogs and have the big party and the fun networking <laughs> and, you know, you know, doing the back and forth winning and losing money at the casinos and the staying up all night, being home the next morning, you know, you know, right. Missed all that fun stuff. <laughs> Feeling but, like you're going to die at uh, like what, day three, day four. Like, oh, oh my gosh, I don't know if do, I can take any more of this. How do people do this? We go home tomorrow. <laughs> we go home tomorrow, man. Just pace yourself. We go home tomorrow. So, speaking of being hungover and uh, killing yourself, uh, what are you drinking over there? So, uh, actually, I, I got my trusty or handy dandy. It's kind of hard to see there. Maybe move it around. All right. Put it, I I think you got to put it right in front of you. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. I got a bottle of Basil Hayden's that I'm sipping on, so I, I poured some of that, and then uh, just because I also got a uh, a side piece here, the Mirror Pond Pale Ale, I'm finishing off that case. So I'll do kind of in between, you know, go back and forth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm doing the same thing myself. I'm feeling a bit nostalgic, you know. We weren't uh, meeting in person at AU. We weren't having the fun shenanigans that we normally do. Uh, that said, man, I wanted to pay tribute, uh, so got me here a uh, bottle of uh, Oregon Rogue Rye Ale, a uh, Rye uh, Whiskey. I don't know why I said ale. Um, and uh, typically we associate Rogue with ale, right? I mean, we associate them with beer. That's true. That's yeah. true. Although I'm gonna be crossbreeding here, uh, getting out of Rogue, and now I've got some disputes. <laughs> got some disputes to, too. That's funny. Yeah. To kind of bring bring it all full scale, my man. Um, so uh, you got to do some presenting at – well, before we get into this, let's go back real quick. So yeah. uh, you were just talking about, you know, Rogue, and you always associated with ale. You were always drinking Rogue. Mm-hmm. Like, I always see you drinking something Rogue. Yeah. Um, and we were chatting about this earlier. You're obsessed with the Skull, the Dead Guy uh, Oh, yeah, stuff. dude, the Dead Guy Ale. I mean, uh, so, you know, I, I haven't actually seen the Dead Guy Rye yet. Um, in my local liquor store, they they have a bottle of uh, the Dead Guy whiskey, and it actually has the little dead guy right on top of it. He's sitting on top, and uh, it's like the coolest stopper ever. You know, and every time I look at that bottle, I have to stand there and debate. And I'm like, man, it's like 50 bucks. Is this, you know, I, I, I really want to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <Dude. laughs> I, I've had... I um I justify it in a different way because I used to spend a hundred plus on a bottle of scotch, oh, and uh, now I'm like, you know what, fifty bucks on a bottle of whiskey? Yeah, yeah, that's not scotch. I'm saving money. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Heck yeah, dude. I I uh, 
shoot, last time I bought, what was it, the McAllen Special Edition, and I spent, oh gosh, what was it, 100, 160 bucks in that bottle? Was, was that the one that? for the your funeral? My grandpa, yeah, 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 when he passes away, that's my plan to, to you know, have that scotch for him. I, I oh, he's still not, kicking, man. He's still kicking. No, yeah, he, he's 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 still going now. It's starting to get a little, you know, closer. My mom's been telling me to prepare and all that kind of stuff. So, so we'll see. I may just have to get into that bottle for a while <laughs> here soon, but maybe not. You know, maybe you're gonna not. be preparing for the next five years. He's just gonna do it despite you. He's like, he's got <laughs> something to. To, to gain out of me passing, yep. I'm going to keep Dude, going. I hope so. I hope he does. I'll, I'll let that age, that bottle age for a little while. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good trade-off, man. Good trade-off. Definitely, dude. Alcohol is only going to get stronger, and I get to spend some more time with my grandpa. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Don't wait too long. It'll turn to varnish, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a mixer at that point, I guess. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, I'm a, I'm really digging your background there. I, I really love that VW bus, man. Oh, I do too. You know, it's funny, but um, a lot of people, even even myself, like when I think of AU, um, as you kind of said there in the beginning, I, I think of, you know, man, I, I, I think of the bus. I think of the Hyperloop. I think of all the different, like, booths that we can kind of check out and all the cool technology you can get your hands on. And, dude, it's, 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 it's something else, man. I love the classes. There's always a lot of great takeaways, but I love the expo room, man. I yep. just, that's where the fun is. That's where the, you know, everybody's alive. And I don't know, that's where the networking well, happens. And you get to, uh, I mean, the, so the classes are great. Rooms. I don't know about the favorite. I mean, my favorite from last year's conference would probably have to be when they brought those dogs in. And they have that area that you could just sit and pet dogs. And it was like stress relief. I'm like, I could do this all day. Just bring in more dogs. I, all the dogs. I'll pet all of them. <laughs> bring in the Boston Robotics dog. Let you pet yeah. that one. <laughs> bring in Spot. They had about four of those there, man. And then there were some uh, off-brand ones. Everybody was showing their own technology. It was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. It was, dude. It, it's very cool. You know, one thing I was, I was really – and it's kind of nice we're getting into it anyways, but I was thinking about like these classes have been cool, you know, in the sense of being able to um, just pop in and out as I need to and bounce around and find these different classes. But it, it, I, I find it's also kind of cool that it was international. So you see a lot of different personas um, presenting and things like that. But at the same time, if I'm honest, I felt a little more disconnected this year. Like it's a little easier to get distracted um, with work emails, with things you got to do with deliverables and things like that. I mean, yeah, a lot of people at AU typically try to, I mean, when you're going to AU, you put stuff off, right? I mean, you know, that's oh, what yeah. you're doing. Like, like that's your plan. That's your goal. You're there to learn and, and to network and things like that. Your cell phone reception is kind of spotty in the casinos anyways. <laughs> uh, you know, the Wi-Fi sucks. So it's like, well, you know what? Let's just enjoy my time here. But here at, you know, you're at your home or you're at your work or whatever, and you're tuning in. Emails come in. My phone was ringing, all that stuff. Um, so there were like three sessions that I was just like, oh, my God, I've got to watch these ones. Uh, the BIM and GIS interoperability. Um there was the uh, Amy Amy Marks, the uh, uh, DFMA one was one that I wanted to do. And then um, uh, the Dynamo in like, you know, what was it, like six years and 60 minutes or something like that. Anyways, it was like all these three remarkable ones that I was just 
I was, you know, leading up into it. I was like, these are the three I'm going to watch. The rest, I'm going to sign up for a bunch, and there'll be some great takeaways, but these are the ones I'm looking for. Those are the three that uh, I probably caught 10 minutes of, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, oh man, I got to I gotta make, I got this call coming in. I chat with this guy and put out fires, and then it's like, oh, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah, but you know what? funny. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know what I think of, man, when I think of AU? I've got something for you here. Oh, are you going to play the video? I am. <laughs> you know what I think of when I think of AU? I think of this. Oh, he's playing the push-up video. Look at you. I thought you were going to go straight to the bikes, man. <laughs> no, I'm going to finish that. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man getting it you are crushing me here man <laughs> look at you army boy man i used to be able to do push-ups for days man i mean i could still do them pretty good but yeah that's too funny dude a blast from the past there <laughs> how drunk were oh we man when we're doing this <laughs> i mean gosh this was towards the end of the night this was the last night man yeah it was Party. yeah it was oh gosh my liver at this point is probably screaming at me. <laughs> well, now that you said it, though, man, I got I got one more to show. Um, yeah. Since yep. since you kicked my butt there, uh, I'm gonna kick your butt here, all based on a technicality, though, because you you grabbed the wrong bike, man. Oh, dude, that was horrible, man. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Can just... you can you hear this when I play it, or is it just? Uh... No, I can't hear it at all. I just see the video. You got this. Hold on, man. <laughs> got technology. We can do this. Yeah, we can. And I only know there's this button somewhere because I had to do it for my daughter. If you um, share your screen, there is a button that... Uh, you're doing it that you select apparently to make it so that your sound shows through to everybody else. Oh, okay. Now, don't ask me where it is. I found it on a whim, like <laughs> when she was in her classroom trying to show some stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll figure it out, man. Oh, here it is. Boom. Include system audio. Here it goes. The short bike. Yeah. You got the short bike, my man. <laughs> Hurry up, hurry up, get on the, the lock. <laughs> oh, man, right there, right there, there's one. This is going to make a great video, dude. <laughs> By the time you got on the big bike, oh, I man. Only, like three up, man. Yeah, I know, dude, I was so We got Barry Allen over That's here. Though, man. Yeah. And I still didn't think he's going to be able to win. No, great not. effort, though. Here we go. Oh, who wins? Dude, that sucks so bad. I racked myself so hard when I tried to sit on that small bike, and that dude was laughing at me. He's like, "You got the small bike, man." Like, I thought it was the good one. No. Oh man, that was oh. fun. That was a blast. I got other videos too of like the spot dogs and you know just going around. So I was watching those earlier, feeling nostalgic. It was uh, it was cool. <laughs> 
Heck yeah, man. It's always cool to kind of look back at what you've done in the past year. You know, I've, I've been uh, looking at my Facebook memories recently and I got pictures from, you know, Anchorage up there and walking around Anchorage and Spokane and, and, uh, Anacortes and all these other places. Yeah, dude, Boston, Washington, D.C. I was like, man, I did a lot of traveling last year. <laughs> dude, I was on the road every week, man. Every week I was somewhere. I, I, part of me was like, oh my God, this is tiring. But like looking back, I'm like, man, I want that again. Like, what? I miss it. I'm craving it. it. Like, yeah. We're like, man, too much we got to slow down now it's like hey uh can we pick up just a little bit more like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> can i go can i come into the out now please <laughs> <laughs> oh, no man. man yes sir yes sir yeah so this au just um i don't you know i'm not yeah i'm not gonna say it missed the mark i because they're oh, really two, good they're two different things right you know when we go to vegas and we have that the time there it's it, it's different. It's a, it's a, it's a live event. It's a different scenario. Yeah. yeah. It's an experience. Um, when you're doing the AU online, um, it's just gotta be about learning. The interaction isn't the same. The networking isn't the same. You do the live chat with everybody, the answer bar, you do all that stuff. And you know, it's cool ish. It's just, I don't know, man. It's not the same as you sitting in a class next to somebody, you know, taking notes and then you just start talking to each other because you're like, man, this is really cool. Yeah, it is. What notes do you take? Oh, do you, how do you think this could be used? You know, and then you just start having these conversations. You make this relationship with people and it's just in that sense, dude, I was like, that's yeah. awesome. You know, just <laughs> being able to geek out and share it with people. You're in a classroom with somebody, you're looking around, you're like, oh my God, is anybody else just excited? You see somebody like, oh my God, you see that? You guys like, yeah, yeah, I know, right? I know, I know, man. <laughs> love it, dude. I love it. Yeah. And there were yeah, some dude. aha moments uh, during these sessions. You know, I was doing a lot of stuff with the um, uh, inventor to Revit, um, BIM GIS interoperability, that sort of stuff. As we start to bridge the gap between design and man- or, uh, oh, um, construction and manufacturing, I was really into that stuff, but uh, um, it, I don't know, man. I feel like I needed to geek out with somebody about it. You you should have been, like, next to me, and we should have been watching this shit. Yeah, dude. We'd have had some good conversations with those. You know, it's funny, though, at some point. And alcohol, yes. At some point, you know, that's something that I really want to do on here. We've talked about it quite a bit, but – you know, just having like an open, uh, open mic night, but you know, kind of thing with, uh, just get everybody, all of our listeners on at some point, let's do a zoom meeting or, you know, teams meeting or whatever it is. And let's do a, uh, uh, virtual happy hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just kind of talk and geek out, man. And I mean, you know, I think that, uh, we got to give away some swag on that one, though. I do think swag would be amazing to give away and some kind of like, hey, let's 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 talk about this. Let's have a topic. You know, we could talk about BIM. We could talk about BIM and construction. We could talk about scanning, you know, whatever it is. People like we could even take feedback and let's say let's vote on topics. You know, I, I say we call it the the virtual construction user group. Oh. And then we just start talking random shit that we want and have I people like come on and 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 uh show what they're doing and talk about uh you know how they're implementing or you know maybe it's just a question question and answer type thing either yeah. way everybody grab your glass and we'll, uh, we'll have some fun that's it heck yeah dude oh and you know uh for everybody out there listening uh joey did tell you i i i um i did two presentations for au one was uh bridging the gap and that was great man 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was going to uh, ask, dude. Go ahead. It's, it's a drinking game, you know. Yes, that's what I was going to yeah. I was going to say, we, we want to make a drinking game on our episodes from now on. I mean, it's kind of bad, so maybe we, we, we can't all the time. But, yeah, I'm going to say let's do it. Every time Joey or I say bridging the gap, I think that we should uh, we should take a shot, take a drink. Not even take a shot, just take a drink. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, that was a great presentation. Uh, Kevin Clausen, I've loved the guy for years. You guys have great rapport. Yeah, um, love Kevin. He's a good dude. He's very knowledgeable in those civil workflows. So it just made sense, you know, when we start talking about the the data silos and how we just need to to break those down and bridge the gaps, right? We need to bring everybody together. There it is. Ah. I knew what you guys were gonna say before you got before watching the presentation, obviously, and um, even knowing what you were gonna say. I was still like entranced, like you yeah. guys, you guys delivered. It was, it was, it was a great episode. Awesome. A great, great, great session. Not episode, it's not a podcast. Yeah, I'm, glad. I'm glad, dude. And then, uh, the other one I did was the rhythm well, floor flatness and levelness. Right. And if for anybody who's kind of curious, yes, I did use rhythm, but it was kind of, I did a different take for it. Right. I, I know that a lot of, a lot of, um, well, a lot, some of those sessions at AU can be kind of salesy and some of them can be, you know, we see a lot of uh, technology come in that wants to disrupt, right? Disruptors. And our, I mean, our industry is full of them. And, and I do love disruptors because disruptors make change, right? But at the same time, what I've learned is you can't completely disrupt somebody's process. If you completely disrupt it, like in the sense of you don't give them those, um, those kind of uh, low hanging fruit, right? The things that they're somewhat already doing, the easy to adopt, kind of easy ways. It's got to be a transformation, not not a yes. not like a, you know, hit the brakes, get out of the vehicle you're driving, yeah, you know, jump three highways over and get another car, right? Exactly, it's not, it's, dude. And I I talked about you know in this sense, um, like concrete and and knowing what the existing conditions are with a slab, you know, uh, a lot of people we we talk about. Well, concrete profiling, right? They have profiling um, machines that kind of, well, of course, they go out and measure your floor and give you the F numbers in return so you can make better decisions. But we, we also that's kind after of talk, the fact, though, isn't that, it? That's exactly. After it's dry. Well, yeah, it is after it's dry. So that's a pain. Um, but it's also that tool is very focused. It has one job, right? That's what it does. And as an industry, we like to look for those multi-tools, right? Those kind of things that we can use for, for a few different things. Because if I'm just using this tool and then I have to use this tool and that tool and that tool, I have to start, you know, you have to have people who are experts with this, right? That's so many different people. Or you have one talented person that can start, you know, trying to do all of this, but then everybody gets their own Dave Campbell, damn it. <laughs> that's all they do though. So for this, for that presentation, I, I talked about laser scan. You know, laser scanning isn't something that a lot of people think of when it comes to concrete, right? Yes, existing conditions are like, oh, laser scans are for architects or, you know, laser scans are for the design teams and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, you know, you and I have already had these conversations um, with some very educated individuals about how, you know, scan technology can be used in construction sites, used for safety, used. There's so many different ways that this multi-tool can be used, right? Well, it's definitely for for construction people. They just got to get it into the mindset, right? Because mm-hmm. we've been in a uh, on a project where um, the architect provides the as built. You go in to find out none of the columns match up, 
<laughs> like nothing's nothing's where it's supposed to be. All right, let's scan it and correct the drawings. I mean, that's what they have yep. to do. It's yep, definitely yep. a construction construction tool. Yeah. Well, it is. Sorry, go ahead, man. No, 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 you're good. It's just it is a construction tool, and it has so many different uses in our you know industry and construction in general, right? Um, we start thinking about yeah, UAQC, yeah, as yeah. built. I mean, there's yep, yeah, yep. The, the sky's the limit. Sky's digital the limit. Twin. <laughs> exactly, digital yeah. twins, all of this stuff, man. And when you start thinking about, you know, maybe something that's already on the project, right? Uh, I mean, I I know that laser scanning is still also kind of coming into its own, right? We're starting to see a lot of different types of scanners for a lot cheaper, and and it's being adopted more frequently. Somewhat. Yeah, the, yeah, the issue with those cheaper scanners, I found. Do, let me know if you found the same thing is the density and the pattern at which they shoot is not yeah. usable for what we do other than yeah. simple measurements for an architectural yeah. purposes. Like that's, yeah. that's the difference to me. Yep. I completely agree. And I mean, as I, I think as time goes on, we'll see the development of those, you know, bigger scanners. Cause I mean, before dude, what, five, five, 10 years ago, scanners were expensive and oh, yeah. they're always like, they've always been big. Do, Most do you remember when drones been... were ridiculously like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Now you can buy, uh, you know, dude, I, in Afghanistan, drones, but... I, I, I flew a, I, I flew a drone. Now this is, this is the smaller drones, right? I, we did, we did route clearance, but I had this drone. I kid you not guys. It seemed like this thing came out of the styrofoam, like those styrofoam plane pieces that you put together. That's really oh, what yeah. this thing felt like. Yeah. But it was it was probably about three, four feet wide, and then I'd say about three to four, maybe five feet long. And what yeah, you had to do fixed wings, man. That's yeah, cool. dude. Yeah. You have to pick that thing up, run with it, and throw it. And then have somebody else on the controls trying to fly it and understand. That was ridiculous. Like the fact that we have these drones that are like this big now that you can control with your cell phone. You know what I mean? It, it's it's nuts. Well, well, those uh, – did you know that there's a reason why those uh, fixed-wing um, plane drones are popular? Mm-hmm. It's not price because some of them are actually really pricey. It's because they can fly in high winds and uh, uh, extreme conditions. They fly those in the Ad- the Atacama Desert in, in uh, South America. Like oh. that's – yeah, that's like a – uh, a ridiculous thing. I learned it from cool. uh, somebody I, I at a, at a yeah. survey conference. Yeah, years ago. I was like, wait, what? Why? Why would you want this? Like, dude, look, man, I actually fly these in the Atacama Desert for a large mining company in South America. I was like, oh, okay, man, cool. Good, good to know. Learn <laughs> something new, man. Thank you. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, you're seeing the use of laser scanning, drone scanning. Again, it's expanding. You know, with like let's just say recap pro with a uav scan you can take and make a mesh of that entire surface you know you have to get over 20 pictures so <laughs> note note that but and you have to have like 60 percent overlap but you and can make meshes credits, right yeah and some cloud credits you're gonna need some cloud everything credits. is cloud credits <laughs> everything yeah. is cloud credits but um yeah dude you can get a good good idea of of what those existing conditions are and it's funny in one of the the quotes that I used it was like from Arch Toolbox or something. Um, it was like the architect going into the project needs to understand the specifications for the concrete floor. Like they need to be the ones 
from the get-go that understand what those current conditions are and to be able to specify, hey, based off of what you know the owner wants, this like that, the, the equipment that the owner is planning on having in here, uh, whether it's something like, let's say, Amazon, right, or some other automated kind of warehouse facility where they have to have a precision I mean, with yeah. the, the automation that we require today, even let's just think of not automation. I said this in my my um, my presentation, but a pallet jack. If I'm pulling a pallet jack, you know, and I'm, I'm I got whatever it is, pallets, whatever stacked up on top of that thing, you know, and I'm trying to pull it. If my slab is running away from me, that's gonna suck, right? Yeah. Trying to pull those things. And that those are just little things that make people well, unhappy with their building, and you know, just they cause little issues. That's why you need one of the new cool pallet jacks or like remote control. You've seen those, man. So those are like the Amazon. Well, like it's like a pallet jack, but you just like pull a lever and they go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah no, instead of pulling it, man. the old ones where you, oh, me you, know, too, you man. pull it and it goes down, you push it forward or push it down and then you can jack it up yep. and pull it. Oh yeah. I, I worked at Walmart, man, when, in my youth and uh, <laughs> we used to unload um, uh, trucks during the, the Christmas holidays. Yep. And uh Man, those pallet jacks, uh, they came in handy. Don't get me wrong, but they suck. They oh, suck. Oh, yeah. Trying to pull those things is ridiculous, oh, especially if it's got like a Loading with toys, dude. Yeah. <laughs> canned goods or dog food or something. Yeah, dude. Oh, gosh. Yeah, canned dog food. You're stuck, dude. Uh, yeah. can, can I get somebody over here to help me? Can you get a forklift to tow this? <laughs> hey, guys. I'm going on break now. Bye. I, no, dude. I, I just, um, you know, it's, it's funny, but. I mean, AU was, was was pretty awesome this year. And again, kind of circling back to that whole presentation talk, I, I just thought that, um, you know, we needed a different take on something else. You know, when we start thinking again about the multi-tools and different data and what ways we can use it, I think that we're in that kind of time where a lot of different companies are, they're, they're stopped, you know, they want to stop the whole uh, adoption of, of new softwares and overwhelming all of their users, all of their people. You know, they're more looking like, what solution can I use as a blanket? Maybe it's not so great in some of these areas, but it's really good for what we need here. You know, different things like that. And I think that um, the more that we see the adoption of scanning, the more that we see the improvement of the density within the scan, because that's a huge thing. That's got, that is a huge thing, especially within the scan to BIM workflows, verification, just anything. I mean, the, you have to have the density of the points for the algorithms to run correctly, you, right? You know what I think would be uh, a huge win for the scanning world, um, point clouds in general, is the ability to share them in a easy manner so that people can actually work off them and make use out of them without like crippling their machines, like being able to visualize them on the cloud for say, you know, all yeah. this sort of stuff. So you're talking about, you know, uh, the multi-use and point clouds and stuff. This stuff needs to come to fruition in BIM 360. Oh, I definitely, I definitely agree there, man. Cause we, we, right now, you know, we can host the RCS, but even then you can't view it. There's well, no way not unless you save it into your your Navisworks and then yeah, and push it up. Yeah, it up. yeah, yeah. It's 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 a workaround, right? And we're used to workarounds, but at the same time, like we we've been talking about this quite a bit. You want a solution that works, and and workarounds are cool, but that's just one other program I got to use to get there. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Um, uh, there's the Pareto principle for technology. I mean, it's for everything, but uh. Your technology is only going to get you 80% of the way there. You've got yeah. to figure out the other 20%, whether that's standards, workarounds, workflows, 
you know, additional yeah. pieces of software, building it out of, you know, robust tech stack, whatever it is. But I, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what, uh, what Autodesk has up their sleeve in this regard. Cause, oh, know, dude, Recap's I'm so getting, excited. Recap seems to be getting more powerful, more features. Um, I, I thought this, I thought it was actually kind of dead because they, uh, you know, the team here in uh, Pittsburgh, which was the Recap team, yeah, uh, they closed their office here uh, like two years, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was like, oh man, the Recap team's gone they're not going to do any new development and here they are they're pushing new stuff so i don't know man i think uh, big things are to come this yeah it's pretty cool i mean i like um I, I i like quite a few things i've seen from recap especially with the recap creating you know i um one of the things i was sad about is when they got rid of the mesh meshing oh, feature yeah, yeah. right i, I was like it was Whoa. a service back in the day yeah yeah it awesome. yeah it was awesome and i liked that a lot when they got rid of it i was a little upset. Now I do like the fact, of course, with Recap Photo that we can turn those photos into meshes. So that's that's pretty cool. So I'm starting to see that kind of functionality come back a little bit. But yeah, it's not the same, man. It. It's actually it's like so. Uh, I, I don't know if you know the story, but the guy that was on the Recap team, and maybe I'm butchering this. This is secondhand, but um, the or maybe it was uh, the uh, Carlos that was telling us this. I think uh, Sintu. Uh, was developed by um, the recap guy, and now Sintu is kind of filling that that void for us. Uh, uh, I actually watched one of their presentations, dude. It was a uh, <clears throat> um, what was it? QAQC with Sintu and uh, well, using point clouds with Sintu and uh, BIM 360. And it was, yeah, dude, them giving a, a viewer for these point clouds and being able to create issues within BIM 360 and do measurements and everything. I'm like, that's it's pretty sick. Wait, was it was it hosting the point? Were you able to view the point cloud in BIM 360? With no, you were viewing the point cloud in Sintu, but ah, you were gotcha. hosting the point cloud on BIM 360. Well, I think we can do the same thing with Recap in that regard. Okay. But... Uh, it was Sorry. Uh, my five-year-old is here asking me if she can have chocolate. You can have them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You can have chocolate. <laughs> Joey says yes. <laughs> she brings a Hershey's kiss and a Snickers down. It's like happy. Dad, can I have chocolates? Yeah, that's it, dude. The wrapper. Can I have chocolates? Uh, you already ate it. So I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's gone now. No, Mom, I'd be looking at it like us. Oh, is that dark chocolate? Uh, dad tax. <laughs> yes, you can, but you're only getting one. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. Speaking uh, of, though, dude. Sintu, you said that was good, though? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good, um, I thought it was a pretty good demo, you know, and I, uh, I mean, sales I saw. Pitchy. Everything's sales Yeah, pitchy. it was definitely sales pitchy. That's the only thing about it, like, um. I mean, and I get it. Like, it's a good solution. Again, if you're trying to share those point clouds and things like that, I just wish that we could have something like the Autodesk viewer or something like that where we could share these point clouds. But that viewer also gives us the capability like recap, you know what I mean? A free version of recap, but like, you know, something that gives us the ability to take measurements and maybe take snapshots like screenshots, create saved views, you know, things like that, that we can kind of attach and I mean, I'm seeing that usage, if we can take that into BIM 360, right? Like the old school glue, Navisworks, things like that, building, you know, let's say saved views and placing comments and, and things like that within these point clouds. I think that'd be pretty beneficial. So you just, 
or about to start a new tangent here, bud. Uh-huh. Uh, so you just said uh, glue, the old school glue and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we're on next gen now. Yeah. Um, but uh, now there's next, next gen. Next, next gen. <laughs> next, next, oh, next. Next, yeah. next, next gen. So, uh, you know, we're no longer under embargo now. So that's great. So we can talk about this. Um, they officially announced it to the world, so uh, we don't have to keep it under wraps. But yeah, uh, yeah so this has been a fun secret to keep because I love BIM 360. You know I do, man. But next, next gen is the BIM 360 that I've been like hoping for since um, Project Alexandria freaking yeah. came out. Oh, so, yeah, dude. I mean, we've been talking about this for years, and I remember you, you know, dude, you'd always, you were always, I mean, People can go back and, and probably hear me say this billions of times, but always pushing BIM 360. You're like, man, I can't wait till this new stuff comes out. I can't wait till the new gen comes out. You know, the old gen, it's cool. It's cool. Like glue is cool, man. But wait until you see the next gen, Dave. And I'm like, all right, I'm excited. And I, I love new technology, man. What could I say? Yeah. Oh, dude, I do too. Honestly, it's awesome. I, I mean, I, dude, the the quantify the i mean what what is it it's collaboration quantify yeah, and it's not been 360 anymore it's autodesk no, autodesk yep yeah autodesk collaborate uh autodesk collaborate plus autodesk quantify and now autodesk build mm-hmm. and yep. uh out of the, all those knowing what you know which one's your the one you're most excited about oh honestly i'm a little bit excited about quantify like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly, you're a simple be, guy, you love it. Well, yeah. yeah, well, and it's kind of the, the, the new shiny thing in this sense, right? Because I mean, um, collaborate and collaborate plus in my mind are going to be design coordination and, um, coordinate, right. Yeah. Model coordination. And that's great. Now, as they start building the integrations more within the design software, the authoring software like Revit, Navis, you know, they have the Navis integration to where I can see issues as filter as clashes are created. I can actually pull those in a Navis. Well, now um, I'm thinking you're going to be able to see that as they build that connection to Revit and, you know, Navis, AutoCAD, as we create those issues, you connect it back to the design application, dude. That's so that's strong. That's huge, yeah. right? It is. But being able to quantify everything that's in that model 3d yeah dude that's awesome awesome it really is i mean you think about that that assemble aspect and being able to pull schedules and create your own like excel spreadsheets but in you know assemble in that case but i'm thinking in bim 360 man so so there was there's um a question that was brought up to me by um somebody i chat with in the heavy civil space it's 2d and 3d you know, quantification sounds great, but what about for the civil side? Like, is it, is it going to be, you know, civil baked in? Because typically when we think of assemble, it's all um, mm-hmm. building based. It's not civil based. This stuff needs to be with assemble. You know, when, when we start talking about uh, bridging the gap, cheers. <laughs> when we start talking about, you know, take, translating that data and, and utilizing the BIM processes, the BIM tools, right? When you think of like clash detection, you think of um, coordination. I mean, civil has to be there. Any underground, well, underground piping pipes, system, yeah. yeah, dude, underground piping, utilities, all of that should be brought in, and it should all be coordinated. Anytime that civil drawing change, that piping diagram changes, it should update and let you know, hey, this change is made, and you know what? They took this right through a power line, or they took this here, or it's actually running through one of your footings that we're planning on pouring in phase two. We can't have that pipe here. 
you know, it, it's just there's so much more that can go into it. Um, I'm pretty excited to see where it goes and how it helps us as you know, in the construction industry in general, like I want to see the waste go down, you know, we're right now we're seeing um, with COVID like project timelines, everybody's like, we, we want to get this done. We got to get this out. You know, the, it's the expectations are still at an all time high, even though we're all trying to change the way that we work because everybody's working remotely. You know, yeah. it's, they're not changing that. It's still, this project still has to be delivered on time. So, so let's figure out how we can that- better that. You've got to be delivered on time, doing your same yep. workflows while adopting new digital construction methods, uh, because that's that's where we're, we're living these days, man. Yeah, dude, it is. It is. It really is. It's crazy. Oh, there we go. Step back, crack my back. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, man, these uh, uh, the civil connecting in, ha- I mean, that, that just has to happen over time. So I'll be anxious to play with the quantify tools um you know pretty soon and, and start putting it through its paces see what we can do there's got to be something because typically what we do on the quantify is um it's all done in civil it's a heavy setup um you know the person pretty much has to know civil to do this they've got to apply um uh materials and uh calculations and just hey, it's not fun no, uh, but being but- able to do this on the fly like if i could just attach it to an excel excel okay. spreadsheet or fill out some categories that would be nice for somebody that doesn't know how to use civil 3d that'd be pretty pretty powerful yeah dude i mean then you know an idea comes to mind when you start when you start talking like that and it's really like process-based tools right or let's use this in certain ways that are adoptable for me or that i can use it right like my takeoff or quantification person um they need to understand the data they need a different set like kind of data than than other people do essentially um and if we can start thinking about let's say how I almost lost my train of thought there, but how they can use these tools, like the certain um, different aspects of it. Cause you're talking there, you know, in civil, you have a designer. Well, the yeah. Designer, doesn't that, doesn't oh, that have to go back to what the designer thinks though, the way that they, yes. this is BIM. Yes. This is BIM. This is what it is. It is. Well, have your execution plan, know how people use the data downstream and then build to that. Yep. And that's it, dude. I think once Ta-da! we keep doing that, Boom. <laughs> I think once we can do that, though, and really achieve that with how <clears throat> we are using these tools, because you think about it, your normal designer. I mean, in Revit, I know that I have to pull schedules because it's just it's part of the thing, like my, my architect or my structural engineer, whatever it is, they'll tell you, hey, I need this, this, this and this. Right. And if you think about it, if we can get <laughs> oh, there goes my five year old, if you can, uh, <laughs> if you Chocolate. can. Oh, yeah, right. It's the chocolate. Dang it. Daddy messed up. That's apparent. <laughs> Dave, that was her, her fifth piece. <laughs> right. <laughs> she didn't tell me that. Sorry. Um, but if you could let the designer design, like focus on design and you let, you know, the person who needs to quantify the valves or whatever it is on there, they focus on quantification. Right. Whereas your designer is not thinking, I need to schedule this. I need to do this. I need to do that. They are literally just putting together that model. But that model in itself has like just like Revit, all the capability to pull that metadata out. Right. So your designers are, again, designing. They're pushing up in the cloud and your 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 takeoff people, your code, whatever it is, are able to go into that model and pull their little bits of data and use, you know, these tools to get what they need. Well, that's just it. So you hit a key factor there. You said push up into the cloud. 
because a lot of times what we run into is the um, estimators, they don't know jack about the software, the Revit software, the design software. You're going to give me a set of designs. You're Yes, it's a great, beautiful model, but I, I don't know what I'm doing with this. You know, so you got to print a bunch of schedules and maybe give them the PDF plans and, you know, use PDF editing tools and all this fun stuff. Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice if they had an easy way to access that 3D model to take out everything? Well, here's the benefit. Another, you know, one of my favorite pieces of AU is Docs is now included in the AEC collections. So every one of your designers is going to get a seat of Docs. They can push it up into the cloud. It's that single source of truth, that common data environment, that repository. Mm-hmm. Your estimator who's using Quantify is going to be able to look at that docs um, model because they're going to you know, be connected to that person's uh, files as they mm-hmm. get pushed up. They're going to be able to do all their quantifications, get live updates and, and all that sort of stuff. And then take it even further. Uh, before it even gets to the, you know, uh, the field side, uh, we're going to do the collaboration coordination and then take it another step further when it goes to the field uh, we end up with the the new fun workflow of the the uh, AutoCAD uh, Autodesk, sorry, yeah, Autodesk yeah. build. I'm trying to like not say build. BIM 360. Yeah, Autodesk yeah, yeah. build, uh, which is built on PlanGrid. And for those that don't know PlanGrid, it is a phenomenal tool. Uh, I once did a BIM 360 demo uh, to a PlanGrid customer pre-acquisition. And uh, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is a great tool. And then there was, like, one guy in the, in the meetings like, well, how good is it at this? And what he did is he pulled up PlanGrid on, on his screen. He had about 1,000 sheets in there. He typed in, you know, VAV281 or whatever, you know. You know uh, anyways, he typed in something he wanted to search for, and it was text on a drawing. That text on the drawing came right up, uh, pulled the, the sheets that, that had that specific text on it and it took like seconds and that like just blew blew everybody i'm like i i can't do that sorry man uh so plan grid is just so lightweight it's agile it's got a robustness to it so add that with the cool bin 360 features the version control the common data environment single source of truth it's only going to make this tool a lot more powerful so i'm excited for that one yeah dude i definitely agree it I- turn my camera off there we go <laughs> i i definitely agree um sorry my uh my five-year-old's coming down here to to tell me why mommy's mean but <laughs> <laughs> i have a three-year-old that does that but she he tattles on me to to mom yeah that's it dude mean. mom's being mean dad oh sorry baby better listen to her <laughs> don't Gotta give her get that lock on the door man <laughs> that's why uh you know i got that that's uh project going on downstairs we've been talking about that for a little while now i building my office and like a walk-in closet i need a lockable door need a lockable door yeah gotta happen yeah it's got to man it's got to uh my door doesn't lock in my favor it locks in their favor yeah. I'm, down, I'm downstairs in the basement so if they lock the door i'm kind of like oh shit yeah you're I'm locked just- in I'm locked in the basement. That's awesome. Fortunately, I've got, you know, liquor down here, so I'm okay. And a beer yep, fridge. Yep, I'll be yep. all right. I'll there survive. There you go, man. You got beer, you can survive. You got yeah. some oh, and I got... Survive for a while. And I got some uh, house-made pickles in my fridge down here, so, uh, you know, I got some eating, too. Be good. Heck yeah, dude. There you go. Make some Bloody Marys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I don't have any vodka, damn it. Ah. Uh, 
that's all right. But yeah, dude, I mean, there's so many things happening in our industry. It's exciting to see, you know, that that we are pushing technology. And it's funny, but I, I had a conversation with uh, Diana the other day, one of the gals that we work with. And Diana, um, I don't remember if you were at the Christmas party a couple of years ago or not, but Diana has an awesome singing voice. Like, oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Diana can sing. That That girl, like, she's... She's awesome. Okay, they won her. the talent show. Yeah, and she I, did. Yeah. And um, she has recently started up her own YouTube channel um, for singing, right? And she just wanted to kind of put it out there and let people, like if they enjoy it, listen to it, right? Well, I was thinking about that and I'm, I'm you know, thinking about our podcast and I'm thinking about like our industry and and how everything, you know, kind of this year is, is changing, Right. And and it's it's kind of forcing us to take a look at the things that are a little more important to us, but also it forces us to kind of change what we do. And, you know, you and I had this conversation when we started like the 75 hard and stuff like that. Like, you know, if you can't take this opportunity and better yourself. Right. Like, let's 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 do something. Well, I think it's it's I mean, COVID sucks. Right. But at the same time, COVID sucks like, hard right now, COVID man. sucks hard. Like Chicago I, I shut down, New York shut down, bar. Pennsylvania shut down, Ohio shut down, Washington shut down, Oregon shut. Just stop. I'm done. I just COVID sucks, but COVID blows. I feel like if it's given us or just people in general like the opportunity to, you know, take that step back and get into things that they need to to connect with, you know, who they are or just taking that time to better their processes, better themselves, taking that look, you know, and saying, I don't okay, them happy too. I mean, that's, it does, it does. Well, and it, 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 you think about this in a, in a broad sense, you know, not just uh, individual, but companies, right? I mean, a lot of these companies um, and, and you and I have been talking about this. I mean, all of our, our BIM, you know, BIMers out there. Um, I, I know a lot of you agree in the sense that we need to get, we need to adopt this technology. We need to be collaborating. We need to be, you know, breaking down these silos and bridging these gaps to to really <laughs> here, here. to really push our industry and what we do forward like together right and you know what if if covid like helps us with that because i mean you know remote working is at an all-time high obviously we have to find those solutions we've been forced to and again it kind of sucks but you know what Cool, it's pushing into this new digital age. Let's ride it, man. Let's ride it out. I mean, I want it to end as soon as possible. I want I just for the record, I want Corona to end as soon as possible. I would love to be able to go get a drink. I'd love to be able to go, you know, on a flight. I'd love to be able to go to a movie theater. I miss the movie theater. We we're so huh. the, the Croods is coming out. I haven't uh, been to the gym in like what how long has this been? Six, eight months? I uh, I got I got really into jujitsu. I was working out twice a day, uh, jujitsu, and then the gym, like yep. six, seven days a week. I was obsessed. And then uh, can't go to the gym. I, it, it was like I don't even want to work. I've got all the gym equipment at my house. I've got a, a punching bag. I've got you know, a, what's it called? The power tower. I've got a, mm -hmm. a um, uh, you know, like a cable uh, weight stack system i've got dumbbells and i just don't want to work out here i want to Dude, go to the damn gym i get it like i've been i've been struggling like i i when josh when we had josh on um I was talking about you know i i try to do some yoga i try to remember to do yoga 
and, and kind of stretch out. But a lot of times it's hard to find motivation to work out at home. Like when I go to the gym, I'm separating. I get up. I make an effort to get in my car. I go to the gym. While I'm there, I'm going to work out. Yeah, you're you committed, know? dude. You, you exactly. Put in the, you, there. Yeah. There's a, one, you paid for it. So you're mm-hmm. like, fuck, I'm getting my money's worth. Yep. And two, you put in, in a, you, there's a, you made a concerted effort to go there. It's like, well, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm here. I'm putting it in. I'm grinding. I'm uh, you know what I'm the most most uh, motivated to work out mm. now that we're during COVID. It's actually late at night when I'm actually thinking, damn, I did not do shit today except for standing in front of my computer and I ran around with the kids for five minutes and that that was my day. Like I didn't do anything, you know, exercising or athletically fulfilling. Um, and it's like 10:30 at night and I'm like, you know what? I could go, I could I could go lift weights right now and I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. lift weights right now, but I could. I could, yeah. <laughs> Yep. I feel motivated enough, but uh, <laughs> not, I'm not gonna. Uh, dude, I've had too many damn distractions. I keep thinking like late at night because I don't want to get up early anymore. I don't. I don't want to get up early. Um, I love getting up early. I need to read before my kids are awake. What? Yeah, dude. I I I I had this uh, <laughs> I had this class that showed up for uh, Autodesk University, and it was at 5 a.m. And I was, I was pretty excited for that class. And I'm thinking the night before, I'm like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to that class. I'm definitely going to get up. Well, Adrian had some pampered chef stuff to do. So she's working and, and I'm sitting in bed and I'm like, well, she's up working. So I don't want to go to bed yet. So I started, of course, putting my rifle together a little bit more, you know, put the trigger, the fire control group in, you know, fire trigger system and everything. And, and the next thing I know, it's 1130 at night. Yeah, and you're going to get like, up at five. <laughs> no, I did not get up at five. No, not going to happen. not a number I want to look at at that point. Oh. So, yeah, I was like, nah, I'm cool. But it, it, it's hard because it's like when I'm when, you know, the kids go to bed. What, what do I do now? You know, do we do we uh, do you want to watch a TV show? Get fat and eat some ice cream or some Oreos? Or uh, we drinking some detox tea. We trying to be healthy. Or you know, you you read a book. You put together you know the rifle. Do you do you try and like get more done in the office? Uh, uh, you know, you got to spread it around. You got to balance it. But it's always always something. Always. Oh yes, sir. Well, I uh, I should be sleeping in more lately, but uh, I'm an idiot and was not planning ahead. Uh, as you know, I'm in. T minus one week, baby countdown. So I will not be sleeping for a long damn time. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, bottle feeding or breastfeeding? Breast. Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah. So I got an excuse not to. Yeah, a little bit. You got a little bit less, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, although it's uh, all right. Uh, she's she's a uh, you know she's been fed. Now you rock her back to sleep. Oh yeah. So Do there's it. the pacing back and forth the house like. Go to sleep. You do the the dance, like a little sideways wiggle dance. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. It's funny. I actually can't. Uh, most of the time, I have a tr- I have trouble standing still. I have to tell myself to stand still because I just rock from side to side, and that used to help so much when I had my kids because I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know, just rocking back and forth. That used to be my favorite part, man. I uh, when the babies, I I miss the uh like the baby snuggles or the naps because oh. at that point. I'm doing something. I'm holding the baby. The baby's napping on me. I'm taking a nap with the baby. At this point, if I don't have a baby on me and I just randomly take naps, people get upset. Like, why are you taking a nap right now? <laughs> hey, it's 3 p.m., buddy. What yeah, are you doing? Wake up, man. What are you doing? 
Ah, man, I definitely agree. My wife, she's a day napper anyway. She'll love it. Uh, and she's on uh, maternity leave until – so she had to do a two-week uh, pre uh, like quarantine leading up to the child delivery, like mandated by the doctor, which was interesting. And then um, then she's on maternity leave until March, like end of March. Dude, this is like – dude, I got like four That's months. Really nice. Yeah, four yeah. months because of the holidays. And she works for a school district, so – Works out pretty nicely, man. Yeah, four months of uh, maternity leave, and I'm like, yeah, better in the it's hotel, gonna be pretty huh? damn cool. Heck yeah, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's we're gonna awesome. take a we're gonna take a trip to Texas uh, in February when the baby's a little older, and oh yeah, yeah, gonna go see the family. We uh, missed out on my brother's wedding this year. Yeah. Speaking of next week, actually, my family's gonna be here. Uh, I thought you were saying you're gonna get married. <laughs> I'm taking on a second wife. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, man, I know you're balling, but uh, no, negative, might be... sir. Negative. I have four. I have a wife and four kids, sir. I am not in any way balling. Balling on a budget. Yeah, dude, I'm balling on a budget. I guess. Yeah, I'm buying clothes and shoes and. I might be thinking spending fifty bucks a bottle or you know 120 bucks every time I go to the liquor store. Yeah, dude. I shit you not yesterday. Uh, so, you know, going back to the whole dad thing, um, I, I like I like coffee. Right. I, I happen to really like coffee. I love my coffee. You're in the right place, man. Yeah. Well, we have a roastery um, right up the road from us, Mountain Hood Roasters. OK. And they do like high altitude beans. And, you know, there's this whole science and they sold me on it. I'm not going to lie to you. Like these, they're high altitude, less caffeine. And I'm like, cool. It's not going to mess up my heart, you know, because if I drink stuff with too much caffeine, oh man, I get, I get, I get weird. It goes weird. But, um, 14 bucks for a bag of these things, right? For coffee beans. Cool with that. I get two coffee. I get, I usually get one or two a month. So, you know, 14, 28 bucks. Cool. And what I do is I've been stacking them in my coffee cabinet. You know, we have a French press and a grinder and all that kind of stuff. We heat up the water every morning. And my uh, my son, my four year old, decided to I don't, I don't even know why or how. But at some point he got a bag of coffee beans. He opened them and then he took them into his room and dumped some on the floor because he was playing with them. Then he thought. Well, man, I got to take a bath. So I'm going to take a bath with these coffee beans. I, he dumped an entire bag in the bathtub. On top of the one that was on the floor? Or is it still the same bag? No, same, same bag, luckily. Still same 14 bag. bucks, man. Yeah, still 14 bucks. I mean, I, and then, you know, Adrian, Adrian cleaned it up and I, I go upstairs because I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I was down here working. And I go upstairs and I'm like, why – what's up with the coffee beans? Like there's coffee beans in the hallway and then, you know, there's like paper towels all over the cabinets and there's coffee bean or the, like the countertops and there's coffee beans on top of there. And I'm like, what are you doing with the beans, babe? And she's like, Oh, Michael decided to take a bath with them. So I'm trying to dry them out. <laughs> I go, oh okay. man. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you need some locks in your, your cabinets there, man. <laughs> dude. No, it wouldn't work. I, I shit you not. These kids, I love them. They're all smart as they, shit. They'd pick some locks. <laughs> yeah, they'd pick some damn locks. Ivory figured out, like, at a young age, my oldest, she figured out that uh, – because we had those door handle covers, you know, and, and you'd either use the ones that are, have holes in them 
or the ones that have like little push buttons. And if you, you have to push them both and push then, you, them. yeah, yeah. And then you can open the door. She figured out both of those things, man. She figured out if she like pushed the one up top and it had the push button, she could just rotate it up top and lean on it and pull. And then she'd open the door. All my kids, man. I, we had, we have a refrigerator lock. Because, of course, I have growing boys, and those dudes eat me out of everything. Like, literally, Adrian was just upset a little bit ago because they ate an entire bag of cheese. An entire bag of shredded cheese at one time. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even mad. Like, I feel like Anchorman. I'm impressed, Rod man. Yeah, I'm impressed, actually. I'm, I'm not even mad, guys. But, you know, you got to try and figure out every once in a while how to keep them out of the fridge. No, nah, man, they, 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 they picked that refrigerator lock in a matter of minutes and they were through it. Kids, kids can I get you hooked on something cheaper like ramen noodles? <laughs> right, come on. <laughs> Got to get good with those things. Here, you boil the water, here's that, and then here's your spice packet. And welcome to awesomeness. Heck yeah, well, we used to crush them up and just dip the, uh, shake the seasoning in there, shake the bag, and eat them like chips. Oh, really? That's not yeah. bad done that yeah. one I've, i have eaten it's a young yeah. drunk stoner trick man oh yeah dude i mean afghanistan we ate those ramen noodles everywhere you could think of we, we made like in did prison, you make the spread yeah uh, yeah you made the little spread where you, oh, yeah. you put in like uh cheetos and oh, uh, yeah, summer sausage and you like everything everything anybody anybody had in, uh, care packages it was funny i didn't relate to that until i worked in the prison and then i seen everybody calling it slams oh yeah we got these slams bro we're gonna go in and i'm like oh Oh, we were doing this in Afghanistan. This is I thought this was like a smorgasbord. What is that? Are we making a one pot over here? We're making a one pot. Hey, everybody, let's pull our commissary together, man. Yeah. You got jalapenos. You got summer sausage. All right, cool, man. I got the Cheetos. You got that MRE today, right? It's got it's got jalapeno cheese in it, right? Yes. Okay, let's bring that over. You got some of those crackers, right? Yeah, yeah. Get and then, some you know, hot you water get some, in there. And then, yeah, yeah, dude, we'd get a hot water. You get those Kraft mac and cheese single cups, some ramen noodles, you know, throw it all together. There's some sriracha or some whatever hot sauce we can get our hands on. I tell you what, that's when I became a big fan of hot sauce was in the army. Like you had to put it on everything. Dude, I'm telling you, we got to get moving on this uh, construction. construction hot, hot sauce, bro. I know we got to do it. I gave you a recipe and it is it is fire. Yeah, I'll make I, it. I'll have to make I'm, it. I make a bottle of it every week. Yeah, do you really? For the past month, man. Yeah, I'm That's obsessed awesome. with it. Yeah, it's like a cross between like, you know, Chipotle, like a Chipotle barbecue sauce and a hot sauce. It's so fucking good, dude. Okay. Uh, me and my daughter came up with the name. We're calling it Three Pepper Everything Sauce. It's, Three Pepper Everything, okay. Yeah, it's freaking good, man. It's, like I don't that. know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make it, bro. I, I I don't remember where the recipe is. I'm gonna have to look for it. I'll text you, dude. It's not. It's it's five ingredients. Um, it'll take you five minutes to make. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's that easy, good. huh? Yeah. It's pretty damn All good, right. dude. Yeah. All right, I'm down, dude. Now, if you told me like, that's like what ghost peppers. No, like no, that. no. This is tolerable. This is tolerable, okay. dude. Yeah, this All is right. like. It's 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 hot, but it's hot with flavor, and it's okay. It's tolerable. Like it's like, damn, that was good. I, I don't even care about the spice. I just want to keep eating it. It's good. <laughs> good. It's really okay. Good. All right. All right. That's why I don't like Tabasco. Like a lot of people fight with me on this, but for me, Tabasco's all heat, no flavor. I'd rather have some Frank's Red Hot. Yeah. Well, Frank's has yeah. got a 
yeah. Texas Pete's. I like those. They've got a vinegary taste to them. Uh, it's not the sour water with hot sauce, hot flavor, you know, yeah. spice in it. Yeah. Cholula, some tapatio, tapatio. Dude, man, Chipotle Cholula is my my jam, dude. Oh, dude, heck yeah, I love some Cholula. It's it was so jam. funny. I became a hot sauce expert in Afghanistan. <laughs> dude, uh, I don't know if you ever get around to Texas, but uh, man, we might need to do like a, a, a get together in Texas, bro. Yes. So there's this amazing. there's this joint where I grew up called um, Rooster's Roadhouse. It's like, you know. Dive bar meets college town meets like yeah. cool barbecue food. Like I got this thing called redneck sushi, which is essentially like brisket rounds all like, you know, but cut into like little sh- sushi things yeah. and they give you chopsticks to eat it. And like, um, instead of, uh, wasabi, you get like, uh, a, a horseradish, uh, sauce instead of yeah. ginger, you get a caramelized pickled onion. Oh, like, I don't know, man, it's like a whole deal. That's it's pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. That sounds but, great. They got this thing that was actually on the Food Network. Um, it's called the Hell Slider Challenge. And uh, um, if you eat it, you get your name on the board. If you eat so many or whatever, you get free T-shirts and all that stuff. Um, and what it is, is it's it's fucking ghost chili sauce, dude, on top of a slider. And hey, uh, like, Sorry, my cat. I just realized, though, we have these uh, catnip cat treats, and she just grabbed the bag. I'm going to grab them real quick. Ooh, that's going to be – that cat's going to be fun. Oh, man. But anyways, anybody uh, listening, go to Rooster's Roadhouse, Denton, Texas. It is the jam. Looks like uh, she she dragged him back into the cat room. <laughs> she ran away from me real quick. I got these. These are mine. I got these. She's obsessed with catnip. It's funny. We We haven't really ever had a cat that's obsessed with catnip like this one is. If she sees it. She's like, she's on it. She smells it like she's rolling on it and purring. And it's hilarious, dude. She's obsessed. Like my daughter left these treats down here, apparently. And uh, she's over there trying to. uh, Yeah, she's got it now. She's shaking the bag. They're coming out. (laughs) She's figuring it out. (laughs) Cat, your kids will open doors and your cats will open bags, man. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't know what you're feeding, feeding your house over there, but damn. (laughs) <laughs> Get them some both new, together, man. You got some new tropics or something, new genetic, whatever. The <laughs> Joe Rogan, you know, brain, alpha brain. <laughs> yeah, we alpha brain. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's funny, man. This is a good conversation. Though. This was a good one. I, I like, you know, I mean, of course, I still I still miss the uh, the normalcy of AU. But again, I, I, I like I like this, so, this adoption of technology, you know, this this. Uh, Sharing of knowledge from all over, connecting the. Think about say, the reach this year. Think about yeah, the dude, reach. International, dude. International. What, what, what was there? A hundred thousand people? Over a hundred thousand people. So like the week before, eighty-five thousand people signed up, and they're like, "This is pretty remarkable." And then the day of AU, there's like there are a hundred thousand people, and I sent it to everybody I could think of, man. Yep. There are over a hundred thousand people that signed up for AU that that attended at AU, and. The normal attendance rate in Vegas is what, like fifteen thousand? Yep, yep, yep. So like, you know, we we blew that out of the water, you know, yep. uh, like what was it, seven eightfold? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, there's two reasons for that, right? Digital. It's free. It's free. Yeah, it's free. And two, it's online. So yeah. you know, at that point, you're gonna get more people. Yeah. But I feel like it was also a good value that they did it that way too, just because. Again, they're allowing these experts from so many different 
well, countries or areas to, to share their experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. So like countries that are a little bit further ahead in, in the way they're thinking, at least in certain okay. things, right? I mean, well, not just the UK. Standards, so, dude. so uh, there was a, um, well, that's Europe. Uh, there Europe, was, um, yeah, I think they were from Sweden. I'm, I'm blanking. It's a Nordic country. I apologize for not not catching it. But there was this uh, group of people. They were, yeah, don't quote us on statistics, facts, whatever. Future. Don't quote us on shit. <laughs> don't quote us on shit. <laughs> we're just always wrong. Just go the opposite, whatever we say. Uh but anyways, uh, they were there, you know, they work for like a, a large um, real estate company and uh, residential builder and all that sort of stuff. But they like piece these houses together and they do this um, uh, kind of, um, you know, like control the supply chain, kind of like what uh, Katera does here in the U.S., but on a much larger scale. And like they like they own their their workflow. They own the they it's freaking the standard there it's awesome yeah they had a presentation at you that was pretty good pardon me man but you're <laughs> no, kicking in liquor kicking in so like getting to see all these different experts and stuff and i was like man i should drink this beer but then i'm like ah this, this whiskey's gone down so good ah uh, i i finished the whiskey first you know what they say man liquor before beer you're in the clear yep beer before liquor never sick so i had a had to get with this and then i get with that <laughs> uh, you're gonna start a rap but you're gonna start singing there a little bit of this with a little bit of that <laughs> uh, man not anymore but my freestyle days are behind me uh, I, hey man i used to throw down i actually have a friend uh his name is wreck a mike uh was running steven but impressive. uh Dude, uh, dude's rap with some of the, like the most famous like Houston rappers, Lil Flip, all of them. Like he's he's a yeah. baller. Now he's like, uh, um, uh, he's a super, you know, he's whiter than I am, and uh, dude can spit insane bars. But uh, he uh, he's like a well-respected um, person in the like. I don't know, the healthcare community or something like that. Like he's a complete 180 from, from uh, like when I knew him when, when in our youth, but he's like famous. Like he's got YouTube channels and uh, he's made, made some money and uh, he's done all right for himself under his rap pseudonym. Heck yeah, dude. Hey man, more power to you. If you can do what you love, who cares? Heck yeah, man. That said, guys, I'm quitting everything I do and I'm going to go on the road and be a Taylor Swift roadie. It's just what I want to do. <laughs> Just kidding. I am totally I'm kidding. I'm going to go sing next to Anna Kendrick in the next Pitch Perfect movie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We just watched Noelle again last night. Oh, love Noelle's her, man. She's I she's fun. So yes, she is. Her, yeah. Natalie Portman. Just I've so always crazy. said she was a poor man's Natalie Portman. Uh, uh, it was very rude. I know. I But like all my friends are like, oh, man, Anna Kendrick's so hot. I'm like, she's a poor man's Natalie Portman. <laughs> just thinking my little high class. Like, I had a crush on. She's no Padme, just saying. Yep, she's no Padme. That's it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Gosh, you can tell we grew up in the same like time kind of area. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Anyways, we're not saying. Anyways, just anyways. Being funny. So what's the plan for next week? 
Oh, we've got a great uh, gentleman joining. I don't want to spill the beans yet, um, but uh, it'll be fun. We'll actually talk a little bit more about some of the other announcements uh, that were announced at AU because there was a lot that we didn't get into. Oh, yeah. um, again, I don't want to spill the beans, uh, but you know there were some acquisitions. There were some new features rolled out. There's a lot of cool stuff that's coming. Um, the things, acquisitions that were hinted at, things that you can go see if you're a beta tester. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff, but uh, we'll get more into that next week uh, as we start talking uh, from an infrastructure standpoint. Start. So you've been on this. Uh, let's you know tie civil and BIM together. Get to this yep, yep. overall sim instead of civil information modeling and building information model modeling. Let's talk about construction information modeling, or rather just construction data in general. Going between the different platforms, I think he's going to be the gentleman that we're chatting with uh, next week is going to be really insightful of this because he is uh, a master in the infrastructure space. The guy knows like 80 different programs. He's phenomenal. Woo. All right. Bringing it out, sharing the information. You know, it's all we can do. It's what we try to do. We try to provide value to all of our listeners. <clears throat> but I'm excited, dude. I mean, I, I, I love how this has been going. And, um, you know, the feedback that we've been getting from some of our listeners, it's been very, very exciting, you know, and, and it just kind of makes you feel good. Like, all right, we're on the right track. You know, we're, we're sharing good information. We're having good visitors because we want that's what we want for all of you at the end of the day. All of you guys. Well, everyone listening. Um, we just we want to provide want, value. That's exactly. It. We just want value. We want you guys to be interested in what we're doing. Yep. Uh, and if, we're, if you're not interested in what we're doing, it's because we're doing something wrong. So we want to uh, bring experts. We want to chat about cool workflows. Uh, we want to connect things. Eventually, we're going to start adding some, uh, you know, some tutorials and videos and all that other fun stuff to this. But, uh, you know, stay tuned for all that stuff uh, as we continue to grow this channel. It's been a rocket ship so far. We love that. It's been a year, uh, dude. It's, it's been, been a year, year, man. It's been crazy. Uh, we didn't and an anniversary podcast. We should have done an anniversary podcast. You know what? We'll do an anniversary podcast after the next one. How about that? All right. Um, that'd be a good, and and that'll idea. be a good time to talk about our next endeavor at that time as well. Dude, yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I was just thinking about that. Actually, I wanted to tell everybody, but I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, I'll let everybody save, you know. save it for the build up, man. Anniversary <laughs> podcast, guys. Stay <laughs> tuned. All right. Well, Dave, this one has been a pleasure. Thank you again for uh, joining me on another amazing episode. So thank you for your time. Yeah. Thanks for your time, Dave. Woo! Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, man.